Hello, it's your good buddy Steve-O from the 4i Radio Network. I'm here to talk to you about one of our sponsors known as the uh, NerdBlock. Now, how do you get to NerdBlock? How we can get some stuff from NerdBlock? Well, this is what you do. You go to any one of the 4i Radio Facebook pages and you click on the Sign Up or Shop Now button at the top of that Facebook page. Boom, it will bring you to NerdBlock. Now, NerdBlock is a monthly subscription block that you get every month. You pay a fee, you use those links, we get a little kickback. Now, I know what you think. It's like, which one should I go for? I don't know what I like, Steve-O. What do I like? Well, I'm going to tell you. You got NerdBlock, which is everything that nerds need. It's nerdgasm up the wazoo, okay? Then you got Horror Block. So all you horror movie fans out there, everything that's horror, gory, bloody, disgusting, boom, it is in that block for you. Then you also have Arcade Block, one of my personal favorites for video games. I mean, right now I'm dropping down to the track of Chrono Trigger, one of my all-time favorite video games. Yeah, Arcade Blocks has everything. And with all these blocks, you get a... Oh, yeah, and there's Comic Block for comic book fans and Sci-Fi Block if you're into Doctor Who. Like, there's so many different blocks. So go ahead, click on any one of our Facebook pages. You can go to Life is Shit. You can go to Arcade Bros. You could go to uh, Not Another Bee Horror Cast. I mean, you can go to the uh, Socially Awkward uh, show. Uh, Facebook page. Click on that shop now, sign up button, boom, brings you to the nerd block that you want. We get a little bit of a kickback, and you get this birthday present like every month, dude. So come on. If you're not going to believe me, you're not going to trust anybody. You got to trust Steve. Steve O. Steve O knows, and Steve O shows you on my Instagram what all cool shit you could be getting every month. So check out our sponsor, Nerd Block. Hey, this is Mike and Tom from Ballpark Bros. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio. Check us all out on FourEyedRadio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I'm Steve-O. And I'm Anna. And yeah, we are back with a brand new episode. We were gone last week. Uh, we did watch a movie, but uh, you know, life gets in the way and yada 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 and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't really matter. I mean, only I think 90-something people listen. Well, last week we had 123. That was think, it. I'm trying so. to remember what shows suck of mine <laughs> and what shows do well. So uh, uh, No, this one always sucks. <laughs> Well, it beat out Life is Shit, so but it might... Uh, Life is Shit did have a shitty recording, though. I yeah. did apologize that on the newest episode. But, yes, we are back with a brand new episode. Don't forget to check out all of our other shows on the 4i Radio Network. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, and Player FM. And if, you are a subscri- if you're on, a, on iTunes and you just want to subscribe to our show... You can go ahead and subscribe to us, and once we get enough subscribers, you can leave comments, you can tell us we suck, you can tell us we're just a, the poor man's version of another podcast, uh, so on and so <laughs> forth, which is fine. Um, just as long as you drop in and say hi. Yeah, just as long as you drop in and say hi. Um, I promise I won't insult <laughs> you on the show. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, no, I don't really care about that kind of stuff, but anything. But yes, and of course, we're brought to you by Amazon.com. You go to the Sasquatch.net, you click on that Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. And of course, I gotta 
Uh, other stuff with the show. I know I'm talking a little bit of shop, but got to record bumpers for everybody and ads and all that kind of stuff for the new year. So uh, I apologize if you guys have been listening to the same ad over and over again on uh, most of the shows because I only have like one. Uh, but I have to re-record that one anyways because one of the blocks have changed from arcade block to gamer block. So now I'm like, ah, damn it, because I really like that one I did with like the Chrono Trigger backtrack with it and everything like oh, that sounded, yeah, yeah, yeah. sounded very epic and uh, I thought I did my best but yeah new stuff coming and so on and so forth and I gotta delete that because that's old fucking news but yes of course we are back with a brand new episode of Not to Another Be Horrorcast which I just said yes. um sorry it's we're recording on a Tuesday when we usually record on a Wednesday so it's gonna throw my entire week off where I will go to to work tomorrow thinking it's Thursday. Thursday, and you'd be like, "Damn it, damn it!" So, damn you, Anna. But yeah, so um, but yeah, with uh, yeah, we we ended up watching a movie called It Follows. Um, so if you have not seen that movie, uh, listen to the entire show. When we get to that segment, you can shut it off. It is on Netflix. Um, it came out in 2014. Um, we'll actually be talking about this movie a little bit more in depth i'm trying new stuff with horror movie or, or reviews and stuff like that but this one was a very interesting movie to me so but before we get to that movie of the week uh we'll catch up with everybody in the studio let's see uh that person stopped showing up and that person stopped showing up so anna how are you yes what have you been up to this week? I totally forgot all those words. <laughs> I'm really proud of 205. It's all good. Um, This week I did nothing. Or the last two weeks, actually. Oh, yeah. The last two weeks I still did nothing. No, wait. Um, I Oh, I had eye issues um, to the point where I was looking at a... Comp- or my eye was not functioning properly somehow or another. Like, I could still see just fine, but... Like, it just felt like it was on fire. Like, behind my eye was burning. Oh. So, I'm assuming it's probably... I was on fire. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're good. Well, because I have this weird thing where, like, my eyes are not lubricated as much as they should be. (laughs) You said Kate. Ugh. Um... Life with shit. (laughs) Every Monday on the 4F Radio Network. (laughs) That is a very entertaining show because I listen to it and die laughing. But, <laughs> I don't know if anybody likes this show. Um, yeah, it's an entertaining to me. So just because of the misconnections. But anyway, um, <coughs> but yeah, there was something wrong with my eye where it was just like steaming yeah. and burning, and so I ended up having to take a day off work, and I just literally like laid on the couch with my eye like covered up with a jacket so I couldn't see anything, so then I could like try to get it to stop hurting and eventually it did after like about 24 to 30 hours of that shit so that was fun but so the uh 2017 eye crisis is that over uh, or has it just begun um i have no idea <laughs> so i've been watching a lot of unsolved mysteries so oh yeah oh yeah those some of those are really interesting well we'll talk i ended ended up that's actually in our uh uh, horror uh news segment okay cool so we'll talk about that but yeah so i i've been just thinking like anytime something happens like having that narration to be all like it was a phone call they never expected yeah it's like he whenever he went out that night he did not expect to get murdered it's like well no shit (laughs) nobody expects to get murdered like yeah, guys, dude. Yeah, no, dude. I'm gonna leave. I'm leaving the party. Uh, I'm gonna do my best not to get murdered, but 
Or it's just like, bye guys, I'm going to leave and go get murdered. So, been nice knowing you. I'm Wait. heading up. Dude, did Josh, is Josh going out to get murdered? Yeah, dude, he does this every week. It never happens. No one wants to kill Josh. <laughs> Turns out, like, the whole Bender thing where he ends up dating the suicide booth for, like, a month or two. Mm. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, anyways. I digress. How was your week? Uh, my week is fine. Um, let's see. Yeah, just uh, we took a week off. We watched that movie. Um, we actually, we're going to talk about this next week. So we're, I'm mm. going to give you everyone a little teaser, but... Uh, this gives everybody a chance to watch it if they have access to it. But definitely check out, what was it, Beware of the Slender Man yes. that is on HBO right now, HBO Go, uh, the documentary. So go ahead and check that out. We're going to be talking about that, the lore of uh, Slender Man. <coughs> There's actually a couple of things in that that I did not know about. It's a very interesting doc. It's very long. It's about two hours, Yeah, I would say. Um, a little bit over two hours, so definitely give yourself time for it, but it is very interesting, very kind of unique, and very kind of cool, and learning how, almost kind of telling you how memes and internets and all this kind of, there's like, it's how so it weird. How it can affect someone's life. Well, not affect, but just how it evolved and how it, like, multiplied, yeah, and like, how they the kind of. the evolution of the entire uh, story. They had, like, psychi uh, psychologists talking about, like, memes, and so, it was so, yeah, and it's even bizarre. The coolest thing that I thought it was interesting is, I'm not a huge fan of him, but it was still interesting to see Richard Dawkins, because he is a huge like he used to be like a huge evolutionary like evolutionist um speaker uh they actually presented him as an evolutionary biologist but it's interesting that even a biologist can sit down and go okay yes based on like how people function and how things like just flow and like the biological world versus like the the internet world how similar they are and how like like how even the internet just is almost like an organic organism. It's just it's really bizarre, really interesting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, the other thing I did was I went to the vape shop. I want to give them actually a shout out. It's a local vape shop, I believe, on McClintock and Southern. is called Synergy. Uh, went ahead, Patrick and I purchased my little vapor there, and I ended up picking up a, a two new uh, a flavor I've gotten before called uh, Sinberry. And then Sinberry Tea, um, and then the other one I picked up was Shortcake, which I'm trying out now. It's a little interesting. I'm trying to – I put in new coils and all this stuff. I know you people are like, talk about this side of life is shit. The podcast no one listens to. Um, but I digress. Um, but, yeah, no, yeah, I did that. And then I found out – I don't know. So waiting on a new one of those or whatnot, but it's it's very, very weird. Sorry about the little bit of a hiccup. The uh, audacity just stopped, so I don't know how much it actually picked up or what it actually ended on. So if there's this weird, like, talking and then just stoppage, I apologize for that. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know what happened. I was talking about vaping, and I don't know if it even got that far. But, um, yeah, so my week has been pretty normal, pretty basic. I know this weekend I have to actually move my sister again. Uh, so that's why, also, if people listen to Noodle and Moo... Uh, they had one episode last Sunday, but it looks like it's kind of, uh, they're waiting on my sister to get situated again. Well, will also for those new episodes to start up. But yeah, you can catch those on, God, it's just, I, I'm starting to believe instead of calling it It Follows this episode, I should call it Steve pretty much blow, gives himself a blowjob of every show <laughs> that he's on. Or something like that. I'm like, check out Noodle and Moon every Sunday on the 4i Radio Network. And, and that's then on you, Monday. And then on Monday, catch up with Patrick and Steve as they follow up with Life is Shit. And then Tuesday, watch out, bing, 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 brand new episode of Arcade Bros. And don't forget on Wednesday, when the <laughs> Longbox cast takes over your 
4iRadio Network. And then you move on to Thursday, which a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. And which then, you're listening to right, right now. now <laughs> which then Friday, round up the evening with Socially Awkward, the live podcast on the 4iRadio Network with Matthew and Steve. God, that just... Well, actually, you know what? Put some music behind that. I think I just finished a lot of my bumpers. Um, <laughs> I just did two things at once. Yeah, yes. you just bang out all your podcasts in one ad. Yeah. So, but um, uh, yeah, but yeah, been pretty basic. Um, Twitter, Twitter's had a little bit of activity. Woo! Uh, of course, if you people listened, I believe it was last week. Uh, we actually, I retweeted a post from Bloody Disgusting on our Facebook Ew. page about Jeepers Creepers. And this whole thing erupted, which we talked a little bit about it. It was just kind of fascinating. But this is this is where it kills me. So we do have four new followers. Cool. Again, blowing the network. Uh, <laughs> the Crichton cast with Eric Dewey and Steve Matson hosts, uh, where they talk about My- Michael Crichton's, I believe, uh, works, such as anything that he's written, movies, all that kind of stuff. Oh, cool. So they'll well, be talking thank about you. that. Uh, uh, um... Eric, Eric there we and go. Steven. And Steven. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, the people at uh, Tricky B48 at uh, uh, Secret uh, Ranger Fan and at uh, Zach Lavoy. Uh, they're from at Ranger Command Power Hour PH, or now known as Ranger Command DX. I don't know if that's a thing that's just, but that's the the Power Rangers uh, podcast is now uh, following oh. us, which I followed back. Uh, then we also have guys. Mooney Studios. Um, does, Mooney Studios is a video game company founded in Arizona. Oh. Uh, so we'll check that out. Oh, that's just my brothers. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was really trying to bury the lead, but then you got really excited. I was like, oh, no. Oh, it's their name because <clears throat> yeah. I'm a dork. Okay. We're uh, <laughs> then we have at uh, Kiri83346. She started following us, so thank you. And also Ace Jordan Film uh, started following us as well on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, so that was our, our yeah, those were our followers. But then the uh, this was uh, um, I'll give uh, I'll give. So we were talking about the Jeepers Creepers, where it came out the director was uh, arrested for you know child pornography and child rape, basically. Um, and <laughs> yes. we just basically retweeted the <coughs> retweeted the. Uh, I was trying to stop you so you wouldn't get it on. The thing, uh, retweeted the uh, that just saying like, "Hey, Jeepers Creepers three is coming out this year or whatnot." So this is kind of cool. So us uh, at Shane Paint, uh, he retweeted uh, the "Where did you get those peepers?" things that we originally retweeted from Bloody Disgusting, cool. and then Jeepers Creepers uh, three uh, at every twenty third spring uh, retweeted that as well, and also they liked it. And uh, other people have liked the uh, post and retweeted as well, which is weird. And then we had another person, the Shock Pit, at the Shock Pit, uh, started uh, following us on Twitter as well. So I want to thank them as well. Okay, so uh, going back to the Jeepers Creepers stuff, I know I'm all over the place right now. And you're like, what the fuck, Steve? Stop you're fine. Stop smoking. I'm like, no. You're good. So, uh, so from the original the original person, I'm not going to give their Twitter uh, another shout out because I, 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 I'm starting to believe people don't know who we are. I think they think we're bigger than we are, which I, I cool. Uh, yeah. I wish I wish we had more followers that showed like. That's all right. Maybe cool. because of this Twitter blow up, we'll actually get listeners. But uh, hey, you never know. It's yeah. cool. I always like new listeners and the old listeners who stuck with us. But yeah, so somebody replied back to that thing where I said, "Where'd you get those peepers?" And then the follow up tweet to that or the reply was, "Glad this isn't filming in Vancouver." Ashamed to know people, this uh, employed child rapist. Good luck, Louisiana. Mm. And then out of nowhere, which I don't know if this person has been following 
any anything of this. that's been going on. But they retweeted it back to the people, us, uh, back to the person who said the one thing you I just mm-hmm. said. Um, then us at B Horrorcast. So go ahead and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, then at <laughs> B Disgusting, also which we originally got the story from. Yes. So then it just uh, this person, uh, she just replies back with with all of our three names tagged to it, mm-hmm. and then goes, "Hello there, are you are the letter R and the letter U mm-hmm. going to do another spelled A N T H E R uh, season of Elevator." So I, I know it's Elevator. Elevator, I believe, is a TV show where like people get in an elevator, it goes all the way down to a basement, and then there's like these just scary shit that's in there. Oh, and so basically, it's sort of like a maze to try and get out. I, I believe so. I'm not sure. I haven't watched any of uh, Hellraiser. Maybe, maybe they, maybe if they're looking for new hosts, uh, we can come on and guest host at some point. I'm totally down. I will whore myself out. Yeah, so like I said, we will keep you posted with this Twitter stuff. If it keeps happening every week or at least every month, I will have to make a new drop uh, for like, you know, Twitter or something like that. (laughs) Um, Which again, just add a weird drop to that. I'm good. Um, one (laughs) One take, people. One take. Just saying. I don't know who you're talking to. There's no one here except for Nicolas Cage. And he's just eating moon pies and flipping us off. So, um, uh, But yeah, so uh, that was the update on Twitter. I want to thank all the new followers and listeners and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, usually, if you do follow us, we will follow you back. So look forward to all those people who have followed us that we should be following you back. If not, I can go through all that and follow people as well. Uh, it's like give a it's like give a penny take a penny kind of thing, you know. Uh, and we do appreciate it. Any follows, any shares is very much appreciated. So um, and any listens in general. So thank you guys for listening. I, even though I give you a lot of shit, well, <laughs> I still if, appreciate if, it. Uh, they probably know we're just kidding around some of that. I, I, I hope I, so. I, if not, yeah, if they're not. On. But uh, yeah, so I think that's <laughs> gonna I think that's gonna wrap up uh, everything that I did this week and all that kind of new stuff. So without further ado, uh, do you want to jump into a little bit of some eerie news sure. of the week? And I posted something in the wrong segment, so I'll have to move that to another one. But yeah, that's anyways, okay. uh, yeah. So without further ado, eerie news of the week. It is time for eerie news of the week. All right, we are back with eerie news of the week. So I don't know if this is anything. I pulled it up. It didn't look like much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something I've seen before. But, of course, an oldie but a goodie, a coast-to-coast website, this is where this comes, is an odd entity uh, photograph during full moon. So uh, a lot of people are mistaking this little weird creature as an elf. Someone that's walking along. When you look at the picture, it looks like clearly something photoshopped was there. They just kind of removed it. It looks like almost like a little pygmy. Uh, when they zoom in on it, again, it gets like really pixelated, even though when you see the actual trees and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when they zoom in on the grass and everything like that, it's not that pixelated. So again, this is what makes me believe that it's Photoshop and not very good Photoshop. So I don't even know if you can see that or whatnot. But they were talking about weird kind of creatures that usually come out during. Or um, But this kind of believed me, not to believe me, uh, this kind of reminded me of kind of some animals and people and stuff like that during full moons uh, sometimes go and like something's different a little bit about them. And I, uh, I don't know if that's ever been explained mm-hmm. or if that's even touched upon, but like a lot of times like my cat goes fucking ape shit out of nowhere. And I'm like trying to figure out why he's doing what he's doing. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. It's been a full moon, you know, a couple of nights. Uh, some people get like wacky or sleep deprived or, uh, just their even more weirdness, mm-hmm. uh, comes out. So I was always just, uh, intrigued by that. Have you ever had an episode or anybody with an episode, like they act a little bit different around a full moon? Um, yes. Well, specifically me, 
I know I act different around a full moon sometimes. Um, I actually have noticed that there's people, like, it seems to me that people cut me off in traffic a lot more whenever I'm driving. Do you think you become more hyper-vigilant and, like, things that you st- that would happen anyways uh, doesn't, would be, like, you'd be like, all right, whatever, you know, kind of thing. But now it's just, like, since you're, like, focusing more on it where you can see somebody coming from, like, afar to just cut you off and you're just like, you bastard! Well, I don't, well, normally I don't notice it until, like, I don't notice that it's getting near a full moon until after. I just notice that there's an unusual amount of irritational, like, irritating things happening. Okay. I don't know if it's just me noticing more often and that because it's, like, the moon is affecting me personally or what. And it's not even necessarily, like, always that, like, I'm angry. Sometimes it's just sort of like it's a, what? almost sort of like a, a like, an emotional Build up in a way, for well, lack of was, a better term. Well, I was going to say, you are a fiery redhead, so well, you do have that igniting. That is day. true. You know what I've realized? Okay, maybe it's this. Maybe I'm a werewolf. I'm no, sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, maybe it's this, <laughs> I, and I could be, and I'm probably definitely wrong because I'm always wrong about stuff. But, okay, you know, like, in a, if you're kind of like in a red sports car, you're a little bit more tempted to speed, maybe, just because of that, oh, like, yeah. you know, like kind of thing. So maybe since you guys are pretty much living in, like, a redhead's avatar for your entire existence, maybe you're just like <laughs> maybe you're just all like there's just other things that you're like oh i can get away with this because i'm a redhead because you know blondes will do shit and you're like all right maybe she's just dumb and i'm not saying all blondes are dumb but maybe like they yeah, might I feel use like that they have more of an excuse like they use that for their advantage and like brunettes can be kind of you know like you know all that kind of stuff so maybe i wonder if uh, like that saying fiery fiery redhead it came from just women going like, you know what? If we're going to be called this, fuck it, you know, and stuff like that. Because it's only with women. I've never seen a fiery, like, some like any guy ever be like, damn, you're fiery. They <laughs> 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 have to say that to David when we get it back on the show. Oh, my God, we like, should. damn, you're fiery, boy. Fiery, <laughs> I mean, boy. I mean, the boys, boy would always get called fire crotch. Oh, I thought that was a girl thing. No, it was uh, it's usually a male thing. Oh, okay. uh, unless, I mean, women probably, I don't know who came up with it first. I just know David, who's been on the show, was called Firecrotch. You know? <laughs> His nickname should be FC. Um, but, yeah, I have noticed. No, FFC. Uh, FFC? Fiery Firecrotch. Oh, right. I was just saying Firecrotch, but yeah, I know, fiery, but I'm, ca- I'm calling him okay. Fiery, remember? Okay. Um, well, that works. Love you, David. <laughs> no, you don't. Don't lie. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've known David longer than I know you, so. That is true. We go way back. Like well, 1990s yeah, I, don't, I haven't back. known you that long, so that makes sense. But anyways, but anyways, yeah. So do you think it's like that that you're like I digest? Like um, you're like entitled to like shit that you're like because I'm a redhead, I can do whatever I fucking want at this point. I feel like some people do. Mm. I don't feel like all redheads do it, okay. but I do feel like that is like that does happen sometimes. Especially, okay, this is the shit that pisses me off is whenever people who aren't actually redheads dye their hair red, then call themselves redheads, and then treat people like shit because they're, they're quote-unquote a redhead. I'm like, you're not a redhead, you're a fake, shut the fuck up. But, um, I have noticed that... <laughs> I wonder how that is with a blonde, like, fighting another blonde, like, like, it's like a fake, like, you know, it's like, oh my god, you are totally not dumb. I saw your GPA, it's fucking 4.0, <laughs> it's like fucking perfect, so get the fuck out, okay? And I, I can see your roots, so I know you're not a real blonde. You're not fucking dumb. You're not fucking dumb. Get the fuck out. Okay, Again, if she was a real blonde, she wouldn't know what a GPA was. Um... <laughs> 
I like how you give them a little bit of like credit, and you just like I was about to apologize again, where I just was talking about how I wasn't trying to say that all blondes were dumb, but that's the one I went. <laughs> nope, with. all blondes are dumb. Nah, um, not endorsed by Steve. <laughs> doesn't have to be endorsed by Steve, but actually, I will say I sit like across the wall from me at work is another redhead. And just, like, seeing the redhead anger from another perspective is actually, like, very enlightening in my own life. I'm like, wow, am I really that hateful of a person? I'm like, oh, wait, yes, I am. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, it's just kind of funny. Like, I feel like with redheads, we actually are, like, just a lot more inclined to anger. I think possibly because the majority of the time redheads are a lot more self-controlled. So... I mean, I could be wrong in that, but I feel like a lot of times redheads are a lot, well, with some exceptions, a lot of times redheads keep things to themselves more often. So then whenever they do get angry, like we have a harder time controlling it because we don't have, like we have less of an, like we, we don't necessarily have an outlet for our anger. So therefore, whenever it does come out, it comes out a lot more aggressively. So that's where we get that reputation. Um... I did know a guy that was a ginger who was rather aggressive, mm. but for the most part, I mean, I'm trying to remember any redheads that I knew. I, I know, I've known like three ginger guys and none of them are very attractive, so. <laughs> wow, you're just bring on the hate. Yeah, well, I really, like, honestly, like, there are, don't get me wrong, there are attractive ginger guys out there. Vikings. Yes, but they're few and far between, unfortunately. And I wouldn't even say that Irish guys are gingers because the majority of the time Irish guys just have a red beard and their hair is brown. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't even have a beard, so. Yeah, you do. Not really. It's you have scruff. It's coming in very slowly. But Pat and I were both. <laughs> now Patrick's beard gets a little red, I think. Yeah. See, if you look at like the majority of people who are. Irish, they have like a red tint, which that's a weird thing. Is I'm not even Irish, I'm German and French. <coughs> so, but yeah, okay. Well, that was just a theory I had. With when you get inside something, you just want to go reckless with it. Um, Sorry, I kind of commandeered that conversation. No, you're fine. Uh, this I thought was interesting, but then I saw the date. So this is actually happened a while ago. Mm. I just thought it was interesting. But America's first supermodel died alone in a mental asylum. Uh, but this actually, oh. I picked up the story not too long ago, like last week, but apparently it was posted on April 21st of 2016. So if everybody has already heard this kind of story or whatnot, I believe I did post this on the Facebook page. So go ahead and check that out because there's a lot of stuff. But it's just kind of crazy to see this person who pretty much became like this kind of like, you know, sex model. You know, she was on, you know, covers of books and magazines and all this kind of stuff. And I think there's a book coming out called The, the Curse of the Beauty. Mm-hmm to tell her for uh, full story for the first time. So definitely check that out. But yeah, I did post this on the uh, Facebook page and stuff like that, but it's just kind of like crazy how you can see that kind of lifestyle, what it can do to you. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, I know like the whole modeling lifestyle seems really glamorous, but it's actually like very, very harmful to your self-esteem and even to your mental health, because especially like, because like you're constantly being beaten down and request like told that you're too fat, that you're too, you're not attractive enough. You're not pretty enough. And after you're just dealt with the, after you deal with this for years and years and years, and especially like if you get to quote unquote too old, then they're like, basically it's almost impossible to get work because they're like, well, you're too old. You're not going to be appealing enough. And so then you just get this mental like 
this like this uh i don't know what word i'm trying to say but you kind of just get stuck in your own head and you're kind of you just start like falling apart and you yeah. just have like i don't even i'm sure there's countless women who and men too i'm sure who've had mental breakdowns just because it's so like mentally stressful um, and then this one I did, I know I did post on the Facebook, um, the page and everything like that is just a very kind of interesting. So, cause you mentioned it. Yes. I believe it's in, no, 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 not that, not that one yet. That's, oh. That'll be the last story. Okay. Uh, this one I wanted to bring up because you would have some info on it cause you did, uh, or you told me about another museum kind of like this. So you oh. told me about the murder museum, Yes. but this was a, uh, this was a museum about taking the inside of a, a glory, uh, psychiatric uh, museum so basically like things that they use throughout different you know facilities and stuff like that so almost like the death museum that you were talking about oh so you... it's like a psychiatric museum yeah that's what it looks like that um, is so cool i really want to go i'm sorry i'm flipping out <laughs> that is so awesome so yeah so i did post that on the facebook page so you can check that out uh yeah so it looks like i believe it's in missouri okay uh yeah it looks like the museum in saint joseph missouri mm -hmm. uh there's this thing called the lunatic box which is one of the things that is in the thing but it literally looks like a cardboard like not a cardboard a wooden like crate with a door and a little hole for like the face and like i guess you can close that at any time or whatnot but yeah and then just a couple of other like weird what what crazy. else uh a fragile do not touch or sit in there's like this weird like um chamber pot almost kind of thing where they would sit in the chair uh, strapped down uh, let's see what this is called so uh this is called the tranquilizer chair so uh when used when patients could not spend up to six months strapped into the chair uh they also had the rel relentless cage is one of them and just all these different kind of like six months strapped to a chair yeah yikes See, that's the thing that really, like, it interests me and disturbs me at the same time is, like, how they used to deal with mental illness. And actually, I was reading a book that was written by Nellie Bly, I think was mm -hmm. her name. Um, it was this woman that back in the, I want to say in the 1920s, maybe it was the 1910s, 1920s, she went into a mental asylum. She was sane, but she acted like she was mm. crazy, and she went in and she... Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think she was only in there for like 10 days before her publisher uh, or her editor, the editor of her paper, I think, came and bailed her out, but she said like it was horrible, like they yeah. treated the, everyone awful, and like she wrote this entire... like, And I have the book on my Kindle, and I've got Which about... I believe, I believe America Horror Story... Uh, took a little bit of that in there, but instead of mm -hmm. her getting out within ten days, she was, she tra was trapped. trapped in there or whatnot. So, yes. so it's kind of cool to see that they did take some truth to that. But yeah, mm -hmm. I remember seeing that. You can see some old old photographs of that kind of stuff, and it just looks like it literally looks like out of a either like horror movie or even a um, like pretty much the Resident Evil like horror games, like something you'd see in there where you're just like like you see that going like oh there's no way there's something like this in real life and then you go ahead back in the history books and realize, oh shit, this is probably where they got it from. Yeah, and also thing. there's things that went on that are even worse than like in video games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's and what like, you think because it's like, it's like a, you know, it's like a movie or a video game where you can push a little bit more of the envelope where it's all like, okay, let's, okay, this is fucked up but let's see how we can push it to even more fucked up to be like when the player plays is going like, oh, this is fucked up but like I know it, like this would never happen in real life kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and actually, I remember, like, at one point in the book, she's talking about how um, when, like, even just for food, 
Like, they would give them, like, stale bread that was literally, like, a week old, and that would be all they got. Like, one meal a day yeah. of just, like, a cru- like a small piece of stale bread. And, like, the nurses and the doctors would be eating, like, fruits and vegetables and, like, meat and, like, you know, fresh bread and stuff like that. So they literally were just like, okay, here's the scraps. Yeah. All you crazy people can have it. Instead yeah. of actually, like, addressing anything. And, like, if anyone, like, spoke out or, like, acted out or even was tried to be like, no, I'm sane. Like, because there was even a woman that was in there yeah. that went insane because her husband just shoved her, her in there because he didn't want to deal with her. Yeah. And it's just messed up things like that. I'm yeah. Like, but uh, speaking of more messed up stuff, also in the eerie news of the week, this is a story that you found. And you're and this is so weird because this was like how many years ago that there was that huge like uh, – well, I'll let you not bear not – bear, not to do the spoiler. I'll let you jump in and I'll ask the, the question. All right. So this story is um, – I'm not going to use the people's names just oh, that's in case. Fine. But um, – they these this couple went down a trip to the Bahamas and there's a picture of this woman's arm like it is literally like riddled with bed bug bites like it yeah. is disgusting yeah woman wakes up with arm in pain after night in uh, Atlantis is that how you pronounce that? Uh, uh, Atlantis, Atlantis Paradise Res- Island. Oh, I was just saying, after a night in Atlantis Resort, uh, then she flipped the mattress. So Yeah, so she flipped over the mattress, and underneath they said that there was literally a swarming mass of black bed bugs. Like, she said it was like something out of a horror movie. We saw hundreds of bugs running around and also their excrement all over the bed skirt. So I gotta say... I mean, not to diss this couple, but you'd think that you would notice that there was excrement on the bed skirt before you. Well, got you never know, it. but I, I will say this. Okay, the horrified couple was assigned to a new room, uh, and the Atlantis uh, re- Resort reports that they immediately took the old, the couple's old room out of service. I don't even know if I would want to stay there mm-hmm. at that point. Like, I'd be like, no, no, yeah. no, you're gonna give me, you're giving me my money back and a voucher to like uh, at another resort at this point. Um, cause I'm like, cause like usually if it's there, they're infested. It's like, yeah, it's infested. You got yeah, If it's in one room, it's in all of them. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. So I'm just very surprised that the couple was just like, I don't, I don't even know if you could sleep. Yeah. After I, that kind of thing. Yeah. Especially because like she said that she went to a doctor, like I researched it a little bit more and she said she went to a doctor and the doctor was like, yeah, this is the worst I've ever seen anybody with these bed bug bites. And the worst part of that is like, you can get so many weird like diseases and infections just from like one bed bug bite and she she's literally she said she was covered like head to toe with them like it's disgusting and creepy like i've never had to deal with bed bugs personally but i do know people who have had to deal with them and it's terrible um and it's like almost impossible to get rid of. I assume it's probably about as bad as get, trying to get rid of German roaches, which I had to do that before, and that was a lot of fun. But <laughs> ach tu lieber. But yeah, yeah. so but fucking Gestapo. But yeah, so apartment. so if you see as yeah, excrement on the bed, um, probably go down to the office and uh, yeah. So I would say probably the best thing to do is whenever you go into a hotel room, first thing to do. Look under the mattress, like between the box springs and the mattress. If you see anything black, anything like moving, immediately ask for another room because right, that's get disgusting. The fuck out of there. But yeah, so yeah. I think that's going to wrap up the eerie news of the week. But we do have a little bit of horror uh, news. Um, so yeah, so without further ado, kids, it's time for. 
It's time for horror news. All right, we are back with the horror news, as you just heard me say it and the drop <laughs> say it. So, yeah, third time's a charm. Uh, one of the movies that are coming out this uh, coming soon, I believe, is based off of a book, um, just like a lot of other things. Um, but, yeah, Meg mm-hmm. is a fucking huge shark movie, apparently. This thing is fucking bigger than Jaws, and I'm excited because anytime you do a shark movie, it's just nuts. Oh, I think I remember hearing about this. Yeah, so this is actually based off of a uh, a book. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Meg was first published in 1997, spawned a series of sequels. The shark is based on a factual documentary, a prehistoric fish called the Megalodon, oh, a yeah. huge shark capable of taking down a Tyrannosaurus Rex. In the book, Jonas Tyler witnessed one of the creatures while on an, uh, an exploration. Uh, so yeah, so that's what this is going to be about or whatnot, but it looks like the movie will be coming out in 2018 uh, by the author uh, Stephen uh, Alten. Uh, yeah, so this should be uh, this should be kind of interesting to see like a huge, huge make like instead of doing the um, <clears throat> made for you know sci-fi, made for TV movies kind of thing, we might be actually getting some production value behind this uh, kind of movie. So it should be interesting. It might maybe maybe give some uh, inkling. Maybe we may you know see another jazz <laughs> at some point. But that would be cool. Yeah, because I like. I gotta say, Jaws creeped me out, like, I know I've said this multiple times, but Jaws creeped me out to the point where I can't even go swimming in the ocean anymore, so, but I I do like watching, like, documentaries and movies about sharks, because I think they're very fascinating, so, and also, I'm curious if, since they're actually putting some production value into this, if they're gonna actually make it a like a scientific take on it instead of just a monster movie. Yeah. Instead of just making it like a normal monster movie or a normal shark movie or, you know, predatory animal movie, like actually put some science behind it. And I mean, obviously they're going to have to have some fiction in there because I mean, how else are you going to, you know, (laughs) ride a giant prehistoric shark? But well, they'll figure something out. I mean, we'll find out in 2018. I'm pretty sure we'll probably see a trailer for it probably by the time end of this year or something like that so yeah and also i guess i could technically get away with it and just say that it lives in like the atlantic or the um uh whatever the trench (laughs) yeah let's just hope they don't do something like ridiculous at all like where did it come from and the one goes like came from space oh good lord (laughs) and now now it's here to feast on us they're like it's like the dolphins and Kachaku's Guide to the Galaxy. One guy's just like, all right, I was so on board with a giant fucking shark from prehistoric heroes, but as soon as he said it's from space, I'm just like, no. You're not even taking this serious, are you? Yeah, no. He's like, I'm a shepherd. <laughs> I just jumped on the boat. Um, So this is actually kind of a cool thing. Uh, nothing big or too easy, but actually a pretty good price, I will say. So this comes out on March 28th, but Phantasm fans can rejoice. They're releasing a Phantasm collection on Blu-ray, a five-disc set. So um, I'm going to ask a stupid question. What is the Phantasm? Yes. Amazing, and we will watch it because uh, people from the uh, the... People from the podcast, Brian Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Johnson, and Walt Flanagan, uh, tell him Steve Dave was actually talking about Phantasm. I forgot about it, so I want to rewatch it. But there's a part where, like, the one guy, the tall man, is actually what he's called. 
Uh, he, uh, he basically they were calling it tranny tricked, where he mm. was he can change his kind of form. So he actually changes his form to this really gorgeous woman and has sex with this guy in the cemetery and then kills him or whatnot. Like he literally turns into the guy again and then you know murders him or whatnot for his his own game. But it's like they start they coined the phrase tranny trick. It's like yeah, I just don't want to go to bars and some tranny you know tricks me in, <laughs> in the cemetery kind of kind of thing. But yeah, this is pretty cool. So really kind of that's good... what the creature is from it follows tranny tricking or maybe the tall man or something like that uh, well we'll get into that but it's kind of cool it has a uh, audio commentary uh different deleted scenes still gallery for every single one of the uh, ones so it looks like uh, yeah all five uh all five phantasm movies will be and it's only 79.99 for a blu-ray box box set of five movies which i was oh, like that's wow. actually pretty good yeah that's like less than 20 bucks a dvd or uh blu-ray yeah so. you know with a certain thing so yeah. um but yeah so if you guys don't have phantasm collection it's something you do want to check out i know i think all the movies actually might be on hulu so I remember adding them but yeah we're, we're gonna have to dive hey maybe with march coming around or whatnot we might uh watch the first one and get you guys ready for this box set coming out on the 28th of march so yeah so i thought that was that was pretty cool and then this thing i want to talk about before i drop the last one because we'll probably talk a little bit about this this one i actually want to give my opinion so we actually did get commented on this one and i do uh i didn't really write anything back to him yet because just in case he does listen to the podcast i want to let him know uh yeah i'm on the same page with him so apparently with stranger things season two mm -hmm. a director has shown interest of directing Mm -hmm. And this director is known as Midnight Shyamalama Ding Dong. <sighs> now, directing-wise, yes. I can totally see him doing it directing-wise. If he doesn't have to... If he doesn't touch the script at all and has any point in writing anything, and he has to basically just direct somebody else's episode, basically, like, this is what I wrote, this is what you have to... This is what you're directing kind of thing. I'm okay with that. Because I feel like he... In general, he's a great director, I think. I just don't think most of his stories lately have been very well written well i think that he i think it's probably a similar situation to um oh i'm blanking on the comedian's name um uh oh crap what's his name the catholic one that everyone was in love with like the catholic one everybody in was in 2000 love. like 2008 2009 everybody was in love with him and i'm totally banking on his name i keep wanting to say daniel tosh but i know that's not it he dane was in cook a, dane cook there we go like dane cook like he was funny. i like how you went with catholic guy just because he has one joke that he talks about oh getting. it's because i dated a guy who was catholic and he was like oh yeah his catholic jokes were the best so i was like i don't know i haven't seen his stand-up so no his catholic but, jokes were great but he only had literally that one bit of <laughs> like his whole thing is not even bait like it was just one <laughs> that's all i heard like that was the first thing i heard about him so yeah I was he like, talked right. about he talked about going to church and he talked about like the people like you turn around you start going blessed with you but then there's people around you're just looking around going to people like who you're not going to shake their hand so uh -huh. you just grab out of one person be like no bless me be like peace off i'm making my peace it's all like get the fuck out of here you know kind of thing and then he said he wanted to take the uh the communion uh, the communion stuff home add milk and eat and stuff like it was oh, very <laughs> yeah it was like, oh, that's actually pretty funny. like the jesus christ yeah or something like that the, the so, communion uh wafers well, that was that was really that was really about it i think the only other one he had was he was joking around with the atheist uh kind of thing or whatnot but yeah i but, was just saying like i feel like with uh dane cook like for the most part with him like he was kind of a one-trick pony like he was very funny at the beginning but then he didn't really get any new material and i feel like the same thing is kind of true with m night Shyamalan. like the pat like he had incredibly good twists in mm -hmm. his like first Couple several films, movies yeah. 
And then he just kind of got lazy and was like, you know what? I'm going to do the same idea over and over and over again and just kind of vomit out the same thing with just a different coating. And it just, it got old. No, it does. But yeah, he, but when I bring this up to his movie just came out split. Mm-hmm. Um, very mixed reviews. Some people say it's really good, and then some people say even the twist. They say McLevoy though um, is very good in the film. Oh yeah, McLevoy is a great actor, so uh, I can totally understand. So that. they, uh, I remember a buddy of mine, Joe. He was just telling me about it. He's like, yeah, he's like, if you're like me, where it's like you do like, it's like you like Shyamalan, but you kind of like, I shouldn't go see this again because I know it's going to happen. And then after I see it and walk out, I'm going to go, God damn it, why did it happen again? <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but the reason why I bring this up, so yeah, so that is in theaters, but this did retract McAvoy a new thing. Stewart. <laughs> yeah, um, but this brings up the fact that it looks like he's going to be finally doing one of his very first sequels, oh. Night Shyamalan, to Unbreakable. Really? So now I'm kind of interested. Is like, okay, are you doing this because you actually do have a great story, or are you doing this because superhero stuff has been hot for a while, and now you want to kind of get back into that thing? Because, again, are you going to be bringing back Bruce Willis's character? These are new characters, but we already know is Samuel Jackson coming back because I'm trying to remember. I don't think he died in the first one. No, he did not. He just has that bone like ga- gla- yeah. Mr. Glass kind of. Yeah, the the um I can't remember what the malady is called, but yeah, basically he has glass bones. But no, he didn't die in the first. Yeah, one. That's what I thought. So I'm kind of curious where they're gonna go with this. I wonder if they're gonna do like um Bruce Willis's son. Uh, you don't know. Because we'll, it might be, like, it might be that his son has the same thing that Ability he that he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's so much you could do with it, but it's just kind of funny that it's like, you kind of see why it takes so long for people to do a sequel or whatnot. But then again, I'm starting to believe that just might be the trend where it's all like, like, Star Wars, prime example. We didn't have a new Star Wars since, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. And then finally we got one just, you know, in 2015. 15. And now we're getting them every year, which is great and cool, but it's also that kind of nostalgia of like, oh, I remember this, you know. Yeah. Um, but this thing I do want to talk about. Well, actually, just to touch on Unbreakable sequel for just one more second, I think it's interesting, like, one of the main reasons why I think Unbreakable is such a good movie is even though it's a superhero movie, it doesn't really present itself as that. Oh, no, 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 no. At, when I first saw the trailer to Unbreakable, mm-hmm. you're, it's a very simple, it was just kind of like the Sixth Sense one. Yeah. Where it's a very simple one, you're just kind of like, oh, with a thought, and then just went. And you're just like, oh shit, you know, kind of thing, where he's just sitting in a thing, and the guy's like, yeah, you're the only survivor, this is what happened, but you never had a scratch on you, and stuff like that. And then it's just like Bruce Willis going like, what? And then it's just like, Unbreakable, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, teaser trailer, and you're just kind of like, oh, okay, like, ooh, you know. Yeah. Um, Shit, where were they going with this? Um, I said it wasn't like a normal superhero movie. Yes, yes. So when you first watch that trailer and then you start watching the movie, it doesn't it doesn't hit you like, oh my god, he's a superhero until like the, again the very end. That was the twist. Yeah. Um, well, there was kind of like the, in I think, a way. In a way, but yeah, it was just one of those things where it's all like, but like like now looking like I didn't think it was a superhero movie. Then looking back at it, when my brother was just like, oh yeah. You know, Unbreakable is a pretty good superhero movie. Then you're like, oh, yeah, he's fucking right. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. it. Yeah, I would call it, like, essentially it, t- it literally takes, like, the elements of a drama and the elements of a superhero movie and blends them together in this, like, I would call it, like, a perfect storm of a movie because, like, I feel like this was probably uh, around the peak of Bruce Willis's acting career. Mm-hmm. Whenever his career really took off, and then... Um, yeah, because he was just in Sixth Sense. Yeah, and then Denzel Washington, like, I feel like it could probably give 
not Denzel Washington. Why the fuck did I say Denzel yeah, I was, Washington? I was like, Denzel Washington. Uh, son of a bitch. I totally look like a racist now. My deepest apologies. Oh, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. <laughs> oh, shit. I was like, Denzel Washington, that's not the right person. Samuel L. Jackson, I deeply apologize if you ever listen to this podcast. He's, he's and all you like, too, Denzel. You know what? Uh, <laughs> Samuel Jackson said they'd be like, not another, not another B-horror cast, motherfucker. I'm going to check this out. But instead of starting with episode like, one, I'm going to go Denzel with Washington, I loved you in Kingsman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, but no, I... I'm really sorry about that. But, okay, now I know what you're talking about. Before yeah. I'm sitting there going, like, what the but fuck yeah, like, uh, freaking Samuel L. Jackson, I feel like that was, like, right whenever his career was starting to take off as well. And, like, I feel like it was, like, right at the peak for M. Night Shyamalan, too. Yeah, because that was, like, his second film. His first film, you know, knocked out of the park with The Sixth Sense and everything mm -hmm. like that. So you're just kind of like, yeah, everybody was on this cusp. I mean, it was the 90s. Everything was great. You know, oh, um, it was. Um, but, Die uh, Hard. Oh, it was great. Well, it came out in the 80s, but... Oh. Well, it was popular in the 90s. It was on TV in the 90s, so I watched it in the 90s, okay? Give me a break. Yeah, because it was on the 80s. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Like, I'm, I'm all for people directing and stuff like that. It's just when uh, people write, it's like you kind of have to take, like, Midnight pretty much had a lot of good stories, and then, like, he put in his twist, and you're like, cool. But then he started doing it, and you're like, what? I feel like the fame probably went to his head, oh, and he, he was like, "Oh, I'm Alfred Hitchcock." It's oh. like, bitch, nobody can be Alfred <laughs> well, Hitchcock. Let's put it this way: he he put himself in every movie very little piece in the first two, and then in the second one, he made himself like a focal point fucking character. Yeah, science where it's all like, "I'm the guy who killed your wife." I heard they don't like water. I I'm haven't Midnight seen Shyamalan. Science. Oh, you haven't seen that? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> probably just ruin it for you all good something about water well, this one i'm more excited about so this is the last news i'll bring you this week i've already started binge watching it uh unsolved mysteries just hit amazon yes streaming. now the only episodes that are out right now i believe are the newer ones uh but robert stack episodes are going to be coming soon um so wait. but yeah we're watching those right now so i might actually be pulling some stories from there because there is some cool stuff that i've been running into going like oh i didn't i knew about i heard about this but i didn't know everything about this so yeah it is on amazon right now i believe it's uh, season one through four um and actually the reason they're good they're yeah. fun um i will say this uh reenactments when they grab a guy it they literally almost get it, always always spot on. all Always spot on. Women, on the other hand, they're way fucking off. They're like, thing. oh, you're fat. Let's just throw you in the picture. <laughs> wasn't it, no, it wasn't even that. It was like there's literally a woman who had bright red hair, mm -hmm. and then they go to who she is in the interview, and she's blonde as fuck. And you're like, what, what the hell happened like, here? You guys didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, like, they're like, you're hot. Let's I'm, throw I'm you literally in. waiting for it to be like some white girl like doing some of the reenactment, and then it goes to the interview, and it's a straight up black chick, and you're just like, okay, you didn't <laughs> even. Like, like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you didn't even try, but I can't wait. Robert Stacked episodes are going to be, uh, I love those ones. Those were like the original ones when they first came out and just how he delivered shit. Plus, his great fucking cameo in Basketball where he's going through, like, people are asking questions and stuff. And literally Matt Stone's like, I don't give a fuck. For all I care, he could be high, uh, hanging hanging by his neck in his fucking closet. And then it goes to Robert Stack. And then he goes like, scenario two, hanging in his, uh, by his fucking neck in his fucking closet. Like, <laughs> 
but I love the reenactment because it's like Robert Stack walking through and the guy in the back just has like a crappy like blonde wig on for Trey Parker's character. He's literally smoking a cigar while he's like hanging, you know, kind of thing. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, I forgot about uh, fucking, that. So yeah, he's yeah. not only was he's just like great at delivering shit, but in those episodes, but just like his just fucking sense of yeah. humor. Deadpan delivery is the freaking best. Uh, it was great, but yeah, definitely. <laughs> I might have to. I might just have to post that like thing before from basketball because Robert Stack is just fucking amazing. But yeah, so I think that's gonna wrap up all of our uh, movie news show and everything for the week. Uh, of course, before we uh, get into our movie, our movie review is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustrates and designs that fit your personalities. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Yeah. I need to commission her to draw me a kraken. Well, we're uh, I'm well. She might actually. I mean, do not s- a kraken, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. I don't well, know. Well, I've already. We've already. I'm in discussion with Raven. Anyways, this is a good thing. Um, t- discussion with Raven. Anyways, a couple of uh, new logos and update logos and stuff like that. So. Um, I know you already have an idea for a T-shirt of ours, correct? Well, I have the one idea of the new logo, what I want it to be, mm-hmm. um, and then, but yeah, I don't have any ideas for t-shirts yet. Um, oh, for some, oh, it was just the logo for some, well, it would be cool on a t-shirt, but. Well, yeah, but um, I think I'd rather get a Revenge Lover Designs logo on the t-shirt, um, or coffee mugs or something like that, but yeah, there's a, we're going to have a couple of updates on uh, things and stuff like that, um, but yeah. I want to see, oh, you know what I want to see? I want to get one of her rendition of a Wendigo. Oh, there you go. Because that would be really fascinating, especially with like all the different. Though like, her being a Legend of Zelda fan like me, if you give her the description, so she might just draw <laughs> that fucking zombie, and I'd be like, I told you. Um, <laughs> but well, she can do that if she wants, or if she wants to like kind of do her own spin from the like Legend of Zelda thing to make it like what she thinks like a Wendigo a Wendigo would look like if it was sort of like crossed with that zombie thing. Like that would be cool too. I mean. She is a very talented artist, so I'm sure she can just take oh, yeah, creative she's, liberties. She's already, she she's already done. Like, she's I'm already, happy. Um, if you're kind of curious, there's a couple of shows she's already done logos for. I believe Ballpark Bros, I believe, might mm-hmm. be a logo. Um, I know she did the Fro Show one. I know she did... Um, uh, ooh, we might have to get a new SAS logo actually made up. I've been trying to get everybody pretty much to do a, a Raven logo uh, for all their stuff. So um, I think it just would look great across the network and just really cool and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely check some of those out. Um, and then I think, uh, I'm not sure if she did the Crichton one uh, that Eric and Matthew have, or not Eric and Matthew, Eric and Steven have right now for their new podcast. Oh, but, that's cool. That would be cool if she did. But uh, yeah, so uh, without further ado with that movie review is... Uh, <clears throat> Is It Follows. So again, if you people have not watched It Follows, it's in on Netflix right now. You can turn us off and then come back to us and we'll tell you what we thought about the movie and all that jazz and all those great things. Um, If you have watched it, then stay on and join us and all this kind of stuff. So It Follows um, is uh, the synopsis. A young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after a sexual encounter. Uh, the movie is about 140 minutes about horror hour. mystery, and it came out in um, March of tw- uh, 27th of 2015. Uh, I do have the Rotten Tomatoes and the um, uh, IMDb page pulled up for their reviews, but Anna and I are going to talk for a bit, and then we will go ahead and uh, do that stuff. So uh, It Follows is, um, I will say this, it's it's a... It's a movie that's such a simple concept mm-hmm. that worked on such a great level 
that I think the whole thing was delivered beautifully. And it's actually a franchise I wouldn't mind. Like, if you want to leave it at one film, fantastic. You want to branch out on more films, you can do that. And I will I will give my synopsis of how you can do that later on when we talk about this film. A uh, big thing that I like about this film is the fact that it's no-name actors and actresses. I don't really know any of these people. They might yeah. be in small things, but it's, it's no big-name people. It's a very low-budget film, I believe. Uh, not super, super low-budget, but a nice low-budget that it gives that eerie kind of feeling sort of like, throughout the film it's sort of like paranormal activity like the first one where it's still a low budget but at the same time you still like you actually get like a reaction from it and it feels like genuine despite the low budgetness of it uh yeah so this was directed and written by david robert uh mitchell um but yeah so um but yeah so what i really uh we'll talk uh we're gonna because i feel like i'm just gushing on everything right now um <laughs> before we dive into every little thing about this movie because we we're going to kind of dive deep and there is theories and all the stuff going on now the biggest thing that struck me about this movie was the time period yeah you don't really know what time period it is it seems like maybe mid late 70s early 80s but then there's things thrown in there where like i think in the very beginning with the female we saw she ends up having she does have a cell phone talking to her dad at one point i believe she drove a prius yes and then there's like you go to this other town where it's like it seems like a very small town but very woodsy very redneck a uh, very redneck I wouldn't say redneck I was going to say more open more um I would say it seems a lot like a town that I would drive through whenever I was going to my see my grandparents in Louisiana Okay, well, anyways, but it's very, very, very uh, tree-centric, very forest, very, very... Um, isolated. Isol there we go, thank you. Um, so, and, and the movie kind of starts off a little slow, and you kind of build up to, like, okay, uh, first off, all these kids, I believe, were supposed to be in college. I did not buy that for a second, I will just say that. Oh, uh, you went with college? I went with high school. Oh, I thought I it was... thought that... I, either I, way, I was I, just like... Mm. I thought... No, no, no. If it was high school, I was like, okay, fine, but after... I, I read up on everything. Yeah, it, it's they're in, they're in college. Really? They yeah. all look like they're like exactly. Well. But uh, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Other than that, so basically the concept of this movie is this girl, very simple girl, very laid back girl. Is there? Yeah, I got. Oh, I thought there was. No. No, you just yeah. Too loud. No. I don't know what you're doing. It was just like. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. anyways, Anna did something and I was like, what's wrong? And she's <laughs> like, I'm not gonna give you the direct answer, but. Um, yeah, so it's a very, you know, simple thing, this girl, and then it's like she's seeing a guy and everything like that, and then all of a sudden her and this guy are out, like, maybe, like, I think it was, like, their second date, um, maybe third, I'm not sure, because I know she said she was seeing him before um, mm -hmm. you finally get to meet this person. Uh, and then they're in this movie theater, and again, the movie theater is very, like, not modern, not, uh, it's, yeah, it's so very... Yeah, it still has, like, the, the it like, doesn't have digital marquees or anything Yeah, like you're that. still looking at everything going, like, okay, what time fucking period is that? Which I thought was a very good, cool thing about this movie, where you can kind of place it, you know, in this obscure, like, timeline of, well, yeah, this is well, why... Yeah, you don't know exactly when it's where, happening. When it's happening. Um, so anyways, that he, he mentions this game to her where it's like you, uh, you yeah, she's you, talking about the game that she used to play with her sister. Yeah. And, uh, it's where you look around, you see somebody and then you have to go, okay, I got it. And the person has to guess who you saw in this crowd or whatnot. So it was his turn finally in the movie theater and he turns around and goes, Oh, it's that girl in the yellow dress or something like that. And she's like, what are you talking about? There is no girl in the yellow dress. And then the guy is kind of like, Hey, can we go? Like kind yeah. of thing, they just literally leave the movie, and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Uh, well, you soon find out after he, um, basically, they engage in, you know, 
Oh, I was just going to say, oh, keep going. I was going to say the sexual, well, that's what I thought, the sexual act. Yeah. Uh, They basically have sex. You're like, okay, you know, they're young and everything. They bang it out in a car. And it was crazy because then she's like talking to him and all of a sudden it's just like he chloroforms her. And I I literally was like, oh my God, this movie took a completely (laughs) different fucking twist. Than you expected, Than I expected kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it's like she wakes up, she's kind of tied to this wheelchair kind of thing. And the guy's literally like trying to explain to him going like, okay, I gave – somebody gave this thing to me Mm -hmm. and I gave it to you and what you need to do is give it to somebody else. And his reasoning behind it uh, that you soon find out, the reason why he figures like, well, if I give it to a girl, it will be easy for her to pass on because everybody wants to have sex with a girl opposed to a a guy. And you literally – right when he said that, I'm like, oh my god, that's such a good fucking point. (laughs) Like kind of thing. It's all like, wow. Like I mean like, yeah, it would suck to get whatever this – and that's what I'm saying. I don't even know what the what it is. Like they really don't explain it in this movie, which I thought was kind of like very kind of cool. Where they left it kind of, they ba- all the guy said was like somebody gave it to me, uh, somebody else gave it to that person, and mm-hmm. basically if this thing catches you, it basically kills you and then goes to the the last person you were with, kind of thing. So basically, what it does is just makes a beeline pretty much to for the most recent person for the most recent person. It just goes down the whole thing. So technically, you could get rid of it just by having everybody die in that line and then be like, okay, it's gone, I guess, unless somebody else somehow gets this thing or whatnot or how long it's going. So I'm curious if there's just some random nine-year-old like, I can't wait for that thing to come and just kill me. I'm so tired of waiting. Yeah, yeah, you're tired of waiting. Actually, uh, another movie. But yeah, it was such a weird. It's such a weird concept. So already, so this girl's flipping out because she's like, she wakes up tied to this thing, and then all of a sudden, this weird, creepy thing starts coming towards her, which she now like a naked chick. Yeah, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, it's like like a half naked because the guy. It's so weird. The guy said it might take it might take shapes of things that you know. It might take things of people you just saw in passing. Like, it could be a complete, like, stranger that you might have just saw at the mall at some point. Um, but the thing basically just kind of – but it walks very slow, hence it follows, which where they got its title. So basically you could run for a while and stop, and you get a couple of hours away from this thing. It never it runs. Yeah. yeah, it only walks, but it doesn't stop. But it doesn't stop, so. yeah. So it's it's a very creepy kind of twist and everything like that. So – now that I've rattled, rattled. So that's basically the premise of this movie. Um, and then she now obviously has to give and it, it to Yeah, it's basically about her dealing with it. Dealing with it and all that kind of stuff. So, Anna, what did what did you like about this concept? And uh, and then what did, what did you like about the movie? Or what did you thought was unique, cool, and all that kind of stuff? I thought it was very fascinating, especially because there is a story, and I can't remember exactly where it is. I couldn't find anything online that said that it was related to it, but I do remember there's an old, I want to say it's like a proverb or something, Mm. where this guy is basically like, he sees death and he's trying to outrun it and he keeps going to all these different kinds of places. And finally, like, it was sort of like a metaphor for like, you can run from death all you want, but it's always going to catch up to you. Mm. Um, And I can't, I'm not going to butcher the story because I can't remember the story for the life of me right now. But I just thought it was very interesting, like, kind of taking that and turning it into, like, a physical manifestation was just a very, I thought it was a very fascinating way to present it. Um, I also, and also, I was just listening to a story podcast, which I know I've ranted and raved about how I don't like it before, but it does have some good stories, so if you can deal with his voice, it's... We're not giving him another shout-out. Okay, well... You can listen listen back and listen to who I rant and rave against, but um, 
there's a story called they walk slowly but they never stop mm. and so that was kind of like i whenever i was watching the movie i was like this really reminds me of something and then i finally like the pieces clicked together because i was listening to an old podcast while i was working and i was like that's what it reminds mm. me of and it's about these weird like insectoid creatures that need like a sacrifice like once a month or something so then they don't because they and the, like they'll eat the human sacrifice so then they don't come out and just start like wreaking havoc on the earth yeah but they're like basically the whole point of my rambling about that is they always are moving like they're always like moving in some way they're always creeping and then they it's sort of like an ebb and flow oh, and okay. it's, but they never stop moving. moving they're always like creeping they're always shifting well that's like this thing in in this movie or whatnot and like i said like uh, it really is like they don't give it a name there's no like them actually yeah. going to a library i would i would say internet but library at this point because really the technology i was like so it's just kind of like this weird eerie kind of like where do you go with this up but they didn't go to any archive or even heard anything about it. i mean like literally the only clue they got was the girl was going through uh somebody's book and they found a picture of the guy who gave it to her and realizing there was another girl in the picture. And when they get, when they went to him, he's like, yeah, I tried getting rid of it. And then you realize that's the girl from the very beginning of the movie. And you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. So it's like this weird kind of like, yeah, it's this weird like chain reaction of like, okay. The, also, that was the thing I was going to mention. I thought it was very interesting how they presented the creature. Like, from just the very beginning of the movie because mm. like whenever you meet the first girl you never see anything and she's just running and you have no idea what the fuck is going on oh, that's right yeah and then whenever the guy mentions the girl in the yellow dress you don't see her and you have no idea what the fuck is going on the yeah. second that those two have sex and then she's able to see it you're able to see it as well yeah it's really i thought that a... was really like a very cool way well, to present else, it but it was also kind of unique about this creature like it's invisible and only the people who have whatever it is this curse they have when they get it uh, can see it but the fact that it's a it's it's physical form though because it has to break into things yes uh like it broke into the window to get into the house at one point it does it again like just smashes a window or it, like breaks to the door and stuff like that so yeah it has to knock on the guy's door but i feel like that might be more of like it might do that just because it's more focused on the chase than the actual capture. Oh, no, I know that. Like and that's it, why it does this type of thing. But what I was actually curious about, I wonder if it also had a little bit of the vampire lore where it, yeah, it was able to break into the house, but it had to wait for somebody to let it in. So as soon as he opened the door, because I was wondering because he could close it and he just kept knocking on the door. Now, it could sit there the entire night knocking on the door. It could actually physically try to break in. So that's what I'm curious about. Could it physically break in or did it have to be let in? Because if you think about when they open the one door and the girl comes walking in and then it comes walking in behind her, it was like let in. Okay, so kind of I'm curious really quickly. What was what do you feel was the creepiest part in that movie? Like um maybe not well i know you don't get creeped out by anything but anything that you found creepy or surprising or disturbing or... um no the thing i thought was very well me i kept watching going like okay is it just her seeing this thing and no one else can see it no one else can feel it no one else can you know touch it no one can else get this stuff but as soon as like at the beach part where it literally grabs her hair and that goes up and everybody can see it and everyone see kind of, her you, hair move and up you're, and you're kind of like okay but as soon as he hits it with a chair yeah. And like it gets hit, like the chair just kind of breaks, and then you just see him go flying. Like the fact that you know it just kind of like did that and like shoved him, and then uh -huh. when he opens his shirt and it had like these the huge claw marks, marks on his chest, and you're kind yeah. of sitting there going, like, okay, but when you see it, it's like a human form. So I'm really curious 
if it only takes the form of stuff that you can kind of like handle mm-hmm. kind of thing because it's like i mean they shot it in the neck it got back up you know all this kind of like weird like i think it might take human form the majority of the time just because it's trying to like blend in yeah, and blend sneak in up and on stuff. you so because again it's probably more in chase than it is the yeah. capture um but for me, the freakiest part is whenever she opens the door and like into the hallway and her friend comes in and it's just like this yeah, incredibly huge... tall, like gangly kid with no eyes. And I was just like, fuck. Like, yeah. It creeps me out just because like the presentation of it. And I feel like that's probably the closest that it got to its actual form. Yeah. Because I feel like, again, more in the chase than in the capture because it was feeding off her fear and it was feeding off her intimidation. And it was like, yeah. let me show you what I, like a, a variation so it, of what it, I actually yeah, look like. It's, it's a very cool, it's a very cool way and stuff like that. So again, like if you did watch it and you're listening to this, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did. But uh, what I was saying, like, yeah, so if you want to leave it at one film because how it ends, it's like... She gives it to, like, her one friend who's, like, been in love with her or some of that. He ends up giving it to a prostitute. And kind of how it ends, it's them walking down the street holding hands. But you see, like, when they're walking, coming at you, there's something in the background just walking. Yeah. Like, and you know it's a person, but you're like, okay, is it a pedestrian? Because there's another guy just outside, like, watering his lawn and stuff. So it's like, well, they're in a neighborhood, but it also gives you that kind of eerie feeling of, like, and then it switches the camera to almost like you're following them kind of thing. Because literally he's right there, she's right there. So that's boom, boom. And then it goes back to the other guy who originally gave it to her kind of thing, but then it just kind of ends and you never got really an explanation of yeah, like what it was, which I thought was where great. it came from, which I'm yeah. kind of like leaves you that eerie feeling. So I was like, well, if you want to do sequels to this, uh, like don't draw it out or whatnot, but you could literally then set it in different time periods of like, okay, so when you do a time period where it's like this, and then it's like talking about, Oh, these two kids were murdered in such and such. Remember? And you're like, okay, so that happened then. Yeah. You know, and now it's this time and so on and so forth. So, you know, it just popped into my head. It uh, would be really funny if this had existed for like a really long time. And it was trying to go through like Versailles or some shit where like everybody's banging everybody. <laughs> it's oh just God. like, keeps getting passed from person to person to person. It's like every five minutes, there's a new, person are you kidding me like it just starts getting really pissed off yeah that's another thing i was curious about but i thought it was very well delivered and stuff like that but i'll give you their ratings and then we'll come up with our rating system so what are you thinking um uh shell phone shell phone yeah five out of five shell phones okay if you have seen the movie then you know exactly what we're talking about because that's another thing you see that you're like yeah i'm like what? where is this technology i want this I'm, I'm, well it's not even that it's all like Okay, if they have that, why are they using typewriter? Like, I'm, like, yeah, so fucking She has confused. a typewriter. She has, like, a block TV. She yeah, has, like, a brick. And, they're like... always, and that was the other thing. They are always watching black and white TV. Yeah. Uh, when it was on and stuff. But, yeah, just a very thing. So, um, yeah, so we'll give it five out of five shell phones. Uh, or that will be a rating system. Uh, but, of course, It Follows on IMDb gave it a 6.9. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, they weren't. They, it's not they, too bad. It's, it's not too bad, but it's also, like, to me, I'm like a 7 is like a C. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be like 70%, you know, 80%, 90%. Yeah. So, like, a C is, like, worth, like, okay, yeah, I could check this out, like, a little bit lower than that. It's like, then you start getting to D, you know, that's why I'm surprised they're called B, you know, horror movies when they should literally be, like, Z sometimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But that's what they gave it, which I thought was interesting because Rotten Tomatoes – and now Rotten Tomatoes has been weird the last year or the, the couple of years with certain horror films. They've been giving them really good reviews. Yeah. They gave it a 97% and the audience gave it a 65%. You know what? I can actually see that because I feel like with Rotten Tomatoes, it's a lot more like hipsterish, And I feel like this movie would probably like cater to hipsters also, in some way just was, because it's so vague. 
Yeah, because that was also like, uh, what's it called? Um, Lights Out got oh. like a really good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And actually, speaking of which, so Ouija, original, The Origin of Evil. Oh, that's the one that was directed by, uh, what's his name? Wu. Yeah. John Wu. Yeah. Or John something. The I know who you're talking about. I don't think it's John Wu because that's an action uh, Chinese Yeah, yeah, action. but you know who I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, but speaking of that, they got an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, like, a really weird swift that they're giving, like, some horror movies some pretty good reviews yeah. on some stuff. But, yeah, I absolutely I liked it and some of that. So, Anna, out of five out of five shell phones, <laughs> what do you give It Follows? I would actually give it about a three out of five. Three out of five? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, for me, like, it, it was... Honestly, the acting took me out of it a lot, <laughs> but I will say, like, just having, like, those elements that you mentioned where, like, the hair, like, just, like, it literally just looks like it's just raising up into nothing, mm-hmm. and then she just gets yanked up into the air, like, that was freaky, the thing walking through the door was freaky, just, like, and just how they presented it, like I said, like, you don't see it until she actually does. Mm-hmm. And then you're just sitting there going, like, well, what the fuck is going Like, there's some naked chick walking towards her. How the hell do you respond to that? Yeah. Like, and it's just, like, this bizarre... Oh, and the grandma? Like, that creeped me out, too. Grandma, grandma. Like, it presented itself like an old, like, creepy oh, lady yeah. in a nightdress. Yeah. And you're just like, ooh. Like, yeah. grandma's coming with cookies and a knife. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. Okay, so uh, three point five shell phones. Three out of five. Three yeah. out of five. Um, I give it a four actually. Mm. Four out of five shell phones, just because it was a uh, it was something very like I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great concept. Very like even yeah, the acting. If you want to say it wasn't like the greatest acting in the world, stuff like that. But just the concept of that story and mm. that idea of just something again so simple but yet so well delivered. Like that's what I'm saying. Like with some horror films, you don't even you just need a pretty good storyline. Uh, you know, point A, point B, and then it would just really good filler to the twists and the turns of getting to your, you know, the third chapter, your final act. Uh, but yeah, this I just thought was just beautifully done. Just was like, it didn't, it wasn't a huge budget, wasn't anything too crazy. I mean, it wasn't special effects crazy either. It was just yeah, this, that was nice. It was just a simple of just like this, very straightforward. Yeah, and you're just like, holy shit, and you're kind of in for. And it was one of those movies that left me with that eerie. Like, kind of creeped out feeling. Kind of like, you, eerie, like you know, it. well, it's funny, because now it's like you're walking around sometimes after, like, after watching that movie, like, you know, a day afterwards, you're kind of like... You know what, I'm raising it to 3.5 out of 5, it, but it, yeah, it's like, it's got, like, that weird Hitchcockian feel, like, yeah. whenever you step away from one of his movies, like, you just kind of have that weird, like, paranoid feeling. Like, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time I watched The Birds, mm-hmm. like, I literally noticed any time there were any birds anywhere, especially on, um, like, the power lines, I'm like, alright, there's three or more, if there's more of them joining I'm fucking leaving this area. (laughs) And so with, yeah, yeah. Like just going to bed that night after we watched it, I was like super paranoid. I was like, I feel like I need to watch like family guy until I fall asleep and like lock all my doors and shit. Yeah. It's just that weird kind of thing. And it's like, you just have that weird, like eerie feeling of like, and it's fun because you get that sometimes from other things such as, you know, like I know that happened with the ring, you know, it's like that weird like eerie thing. And of course it didn't really help me the next day when I woke up and my TV was, on and <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! And then You're like, I'm gonna die. So it's it's always some weird kind of crazy stuff. But yeah, so that was uh, our review on it follows and everything like that. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at bhorrorcast. 
Uh, don't forget to follow our page on the Facebook. We're at 49 likes, so one more. We're finally at 50. Woo! And we can finally watch Alien then uh, because we'll <laughs> be gearing up to now the new Alien you know, yeah. uh, movie and stuff like that. So we'll start gearing up to that. So, yeah, if somebody wants to be the 50th like, I will give you a prize. Cool. Um, you know what? That sounds like a good plan. Be our 50th like and we will give you a prize. We'll give you a prize. Really something horror-ish. But yeah, so um, of course you know where to find me on all the other shows on the 4i Radio Network. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. Anna, do you have anything else you'd like to add? or? If you mention? have any creepy stories. Oh, that's right. Thank email you. Email us at whorecast at gmail.com if you want to give us a shout out, if you want to say that I need to talk less, if you have any ideas for my segments. Uh, I cover the uh, Wendigo. I, uh, uh, see, I kind of stop you there. I, again, I, I would just say just do your segments. No, no, no. I'm saying uh, last week I did, or a couple weeks ago, I did the Wendigo. Uh Um, This next time I'm probably going to do the Shadow People. I would just surprise people. So if you have an idea, let me know. um, Because I am looking for ideas and I've only got about 10 of them so far. So I'll probably run out pretty quickly. Um, But I am going to try to like start looking up urban legends and stuff. So if you have any suggestions on urban legends, that would be awesome. Because I do want to know about this stuff. Um, But anyways, other than that, I got nothing. All right. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horror Cast. And I guess until next time. Carpe Noxum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.